Nieves. Welcome to the Have You Seen This Podcast. I am your host, Jake Spencer. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Ethan Wilson. What up? And this week, <laughs> I decided to make everybody watch the Benchwarmers 2 subtitle, Breaking Balls. And I will just start off by saying, for those of you who are fans of the Benchwarmers 1, I am terribly sorry, because this movie is terrible. I knew it going into this, because I've seen it before, but I just thought it would be potentially fun to have a movie so bad to just bomb on it completely, or whatever. I don't know, I thought it would be fun. But I will just say, um, so this movie was straight to DVD. Oh, I'm already reading the fun facts. I'm just kidding. But that's actually how I found it. <laughs> I was just going through my Walmart in 2019, and I'm just like, what the heck? Benchwarmers 2, straight to DVD. This is going to be terrible. I straight up paid $15 for this movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't regret it. I mean, I kind of do because of how bad it was, but it's just like, I just it was just one of those, I'm going to buy it just because I know it's going to be bad. And I'm, I'm about to it. log off. I'm about to log off the Skype call because you paid fifteen dollars <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> well, hey, you pay a monthly to Netflix and you watch. No, it you don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, you have I, okay. I, I bum off my mom's Netflix. So, and I also uh-huh. pay for my own Netflix. So. <laughs> but I use Netflix mostly for TV shows and other things. Anyways, so th- and um, but that's pretty much how I you know discover this movie is I just saw it and I'm like. I'm going to buy that and watch it because I know it's going to be terrible. And, uh, yeah. So Ethan, were you aware of this movie at all before I recommended it? I saw it on Netflix, but I never had any, just any ambition or curiosity or anything to ever click on it. Okay. Um, mostly because I've seen the main character he's in American Pie and he sucks in American Pie because he's a terrible actor. He okay, so the only thing I'll say about Chris Klein, he does he he's kind of cheesy in this movie as well, but he actually does a pretty good villain in The Flash season five, so he's not bad in that. But that's all I'll say. But anyways, oh I forgot to even do the breakdown. It's starring Chris Klein, John Lovitz, Chelsea Rice, Lachlan Monroe, and then shout out to Lee Majub who plays Kashmir. He also was in Sonic the Hedgehog. He was Dr. Robotnik's assistant guy. If if you recognized him, he was the first baseman. Yeah, he gets well, I didn't know that, but he gets to play a henchman in that movie. In this movie, he gets to play a racist characterization of a of a Sikh it's named Kashmir. Yeah, sort of. It's bad. That's bad. But be like 
be like naming a Native American character Red Man or something. That's in a movie. true. But you know, people you know that are in that they name their kids yep. like that. I don't know. People love racist stuff, Jake. Hey man, but this comedy. is a low budget movie. They went for all of the low blows possible, even with the title "Breaking Balls." Anyway, justify justifies it. Justifies the racism. I didn't say it justifies it at all. <laughs> but, um, all right. So it basically it's just uh, a lo- a down on his out down on his luck lawyer or guy who just gets his law degree or whatever passes the bar and tries to get a job at a law firm but is you know uh but he leaves a job because uh they only wanted to play softball and he's scarred from his past of getting hit in the nuts with a pitch that we'll get we'll get into that anyways uh, oh i've got <laughs> stuff to say about the baseball in this movie yeah so let's go straight to the dislikes ethan i'll let you start this one off Number one, if you want to watch a good sports movie about a lawyer down on his luck, just go watch The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. And if you want to watch a good baseball movie with the title Benchwarmers, just go watch The Benchwarmers. Yeah. And and this is kind of, I mean, it's a ripoff of that. He's like this all-star or he's supposed to be this stud baseball player that never makes it. Now he's going to go coach a bunch of reject people that can't play or don't know anything about baseball. Just go watch the Mighty Ducks. It's a lot better. The kids are funnier. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just go watch that. Um, my first number one thing is my problem with the opening baseball scene. Yeah. So first of all, they said that it's going to be no time until he's up at up in the pro baseball league, up in the major league baseball. There's all sorts of scouts in the stands. Yeah. Because he's in the he's in he's the in minor, minor leagues. leagues. If you're in the minor leagues, you've already been drafted by a team. Exactly. So the only you're only going to one team. There's not going to be any other scouts in the stands to watch you. Yeah. And the only way that you would go to another team is if the team that drafted you gave up your draft rights to another team in a trade or something. Exactly. Or you they didn't they tried you out, your contract ended and then they you went into the free agent pool. Yeah. So number 1, that's completely wrong. Yeah. And number 2, Plenty. I mean, I've seen it plenty of times. A batter swings at a curveball and gets a ball straight to the nuts. No one ever retires because yeah. of that. <laughs> it's just like you roll around on the ground. People giggle on Sports Center because a dude got hit in the balls, and you go back to playing baseball. It would be he would seriously have been down for like maybe ten minutes. He yeah. would have been wearing a protective cup yeah. already. Yeah, He's up there. He's up there just free balling it in his sliding pants. There's no. There's no way. Yeah. So not at all. And plus there's no pitch in this world that throw that you would throw like that. And it would zigzag and curve straight to the nut. Yeah, it's exactly. Be a straight beeline to the ball sack. <laughs> it's not going to go around and around. Like it's that ball and angels in the outfield when the angel gets a hold of it. And yeah, rips it exactly. around the baseball field. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have any more about the, the beginning baseball stuff? I mean, it just sucked. Yeah. It's terrible. It <laughs> looks bad. It doesn't look like professional baseball at all. Yeah. The names they got kind of right. I kind of chuckled at that because, like, here in Tulsa, we have the drillers. But, like, there there is the sod poodles and there is, like, the fighting chihuahuas in El Paso. Yeah. And Corpus Christi has the hooks. I mean, there's a bunch of funny minor league baseball team names. Yeah. So that was pretty accurate. And everything else in that scene is trash. Yeah. 
this this is why I wanted you to bomb this movie because like that was a good point. But I'll start by saying this movie doesn't even deserve to have a benchwarmer's name. It wasn't even made by Adam Sandler and Nick Swartz in like the first one. It's just based on a minor character and then a character who is in one scene from the first movie. So John Lovitz was a minor character. He's supporting um, Benchwarmers 1. And Lachlan Munro, if you've watched the first one, he plays a construction guy who builds the Benchwarmers stadium at the end of the movie. But now all of a sudden he's some douchey lawyer. So Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've seen the I've seen the first Benchwarmers plenty of times, but I I figured that guy was in the first one, yeah. the lawyer guy. And was he the guy that kept giving himself titty twisters? No, he was the guy who guy? Uh, he was the guy who built the stadium when John Lovitz goes, "Keep it under a billion. It's all I've got." Oh, oh so he's he's like the home makeover guy. Yeah, he's the home makeover guy. So he's just like a tertiary like one second character. Yeah, he's literally like in 30 of. seconds of the movie. That's stupid. Jake, yeah. I hate you for making me watch this damn movie. <laughs> The killing of number seven and keeping him in a bucket sucked. Yeah. I didn't I like, like that number either. seven. He's a funny robot in yeah. the first movie. He was so good. Um because John Lovett says it's because he seduced his wife or it's something. Just like, what? I don't, he did in the in the first movie. First of all, where's the nerdy little son kid? Yeah, where's Nel- where's just Nelson? Disappears. And then him. also, there's no wife in the first movie. He yeah, there's no wife in the first movie. So it's I just don't, implied I, that she's not around anymore. So yeah. it's just Mel and Nelson. And then they replaced yeah. Nelson with some weird, creepy chick. Named Molina or Mel, because yeah. he wants the name, yeah. That's um, stupid. I, I wrote, movie goes way over the top in showing that Ben is a down-and-out loser, and he falls, like, every, like, minute in the in the first half of the movie. It's just fall over, fall over, fall over, fall over. Yeah. Man, even when he's they throw the softball to him and he screams and falls because yeah. he doesn't want to get hit again. It, you're not. I mean, the amount of baseballs I got hit with by from the little being a little kid all the way up to high school baseball. If you were that afraid of a ball, you would never get up to the pros. Even if you got hit in the nads, man, you would never get up to almost making it to the major leagues. They'd be like scared of getting hit playing football. Yeah. That's why I don't play football. It's just, just going to happen. Uh, that's the only reason, Jake. I don't want to get hit, man. I mean, <laughs> I got hurt plenty of times skateboarding. I just didn't, you know, that was, a, anyways. And then, yeah. oh, yeah, what was your next one? Why is there so many people on the stands at these stupid lawyer softball games? That was That annoyed me. There, There's more people in the stands at those than, like, I don't, I can't I don't even have anything to compare it to. It's just too many. It, a lot anybody's of them- ever... If anybody's ever been to any type of like little league game or anything, no one goes to those. The parents go. Um, I was in an adult softball league for a bit in my early twenties, and there were people in the stands, but they were all just friends and family of the people playing. It wasn't any, you know, it wasn't just like just random people like, oh, I'm gonna go watch these these workers from Home Depot play on their softball team against the people from uh walmart i don't know if that's actually i'm telling you man no one's going to watch two corporate law firms play softball (laughs) against each other fair enough um i wrote the chairman displaying blatant favoritism definitely conflict of interest but american government gonna be the american government (laughs) yeah especially local government yeah for real (laughs) my last one is that this movie just as a movie, there's nothing going on. Yeah. There's this weird subplot about this toilet 
sewer fact sewer place going in at this old dumpy town. Yeah. And then the the baseball thing, like he's wanting to be a lawyer and is trying to teach his son that it's okay to fail sometimes. And I mean, it was like it wanted to go in like six different ways. Yeah. And this movie is just it doesn't have any of the charm that the first one has, which all. is that Clark Ritchie and Gus are playing in you know for those kids that don't get to play yeah. baseball that's the whole thing is yeah. that clark and richie never got to play baseball because they got bullied as yeah. little kids growing up yeah and this one is just just one law firm trying to win a lawyer like a court case against another one and they bet in a softball league it's not i yeah. mean it's it's not anything like it's again like you said nothing to do with like the bench warmers it's just a movie that has the same name and well they even try to link the two movies like Mel was the one who made the first, you know, the bit like she has like this little heartfelt thing before she's just like, you want to have sex? Uh, just a terrible line. And uh, she's like, Mel was the one who did that. He, you know, he took all us all, you know, watched them all play like, you know, they're, so they're implying that this is still in the same universe, but it's not like it's clearly just like. Ugh. Anyways, yeah. And. Tried. I was going to say something. I, I can't think of what I was going to say. <laughs> I just uh, was so bored of this movie the whole time I watched it. I was so ready for it to be over once that it st- I mean, pretty much once it started, I was just over it yeah. immediately. I could tell it's not going to be funny. There's nothing in it like the Richie throw or, yeah, Clark throwing the bat. Yep. Uh, and it killing the squirrels or going in the Miata windshield. And the guy yelled, "That's my Miata!" Frankenstein. <laughs> the, the, the bat going into the hot dog stand, and that Italian <laughs> guy—he's been like, "Hey, jeez!" Like <laughs> that stuff is funny. It was yeah. a physical comedy in that movie. That was funny. The bat flying, hitting David Spade in the back of the head. David Spade being scared of everything in the movie. You know, the there was the line. You know, you got to try it at least once. And he's like, diarrhea? But he's talking about apple pie. Yeah. Like, there's nothing in this movie that is quotable or redeemable or funny. Uh, there's a couple of things that made me legit laugh, but it's mostly because it was John Lovitz yeah. being John Lovitz. And he's just, he's a funny person. Yeah. Let's see. My next one was, Mel can't afford $5,000? I already forgot what they were asking $5,000 for. And then I'm like, what happened to the guy who just casually carried a billion? Yeah, uh, uh, it was like a, like a witness or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So you're all done with dislikes, right? Yeah. I'll just read through mine. I said, writers, and quoting, let's just make Mel's daughter say the weirdest things we can think of. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. I wrote mega oof on their CGI, but considering this movie, it makes total sense that it was just awful. And then... Oh, I, I remember what I was going to say, yeah. Jake. That girl gives the heartfelt speech about being inspired by Mel and watching these guys play baseball, and then she grows up to play baseball, and is just a complete asshole yeah. when she plays. So it's like she missed the point. Exactly. So that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. When... Um, Stenhouse realizes that Schmood is in second place and runner-up for the playoff stuff. You know, they try to be like, oh, yeah, we'll just build the sewage treatment plant at the Schmood company offices. She's like, why don't they just move offices? They're literally just in an old school building. It's like, 
Yeah. And the the thinking that because a law firm's building gets bulldozed down that the law firm doesn't exist yeah. anymore. It's like just move uh, to a different building. Mel can afford it's it. Stup- yeah. Jake, it's stupid. This yeah. movie's stupid. That's why we're bombing on it. And then I said how do Mel and Stenhouse not remember each other from the first film? They literally talk to each other. You know, we, we kind of talked about it. He's like, he's the guy who built the stadium. And he's like, excellent. And he's like, okay, people, we've got, what is it? How many, how many hours? We've got 24 hours yeah, to build ourselves a ballpark. <laughs> oh, man. I love the first movie. I, I, that's why I said a sorry at the very beginning, just because this movie's terrible. And then I said, every time it cuts to the score in the final game, it doesn't show anybody manually changing it, and it's not a digital board. So it's just like, every time a run comes in, it's just like, this, it cuts to the scoreboard with an updated score. It's just like, what? No. Yeah, it's a magical scoreboard. It is. It is. Uh, so that's all of my dislikes. I limited it. I probably had a lot more, but you know, um, I, I did write down like seven or so lines that I thought were kind of funny. Yeah. There's some that I thought there's some stuff that made me laugh. Um, go with your first one. The secret service black dude walking up and saying, I know who killed Tupac. (laughs) That was funny. He was pretty funny. Uh, I then. I actually had that line down too, but then Cashmere says right after that, that earpiece connects to no one. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was funny. Uh, my first like was in the very, like the opening scene where like the guys, you know, the, the, the commentator, he's like in the platypuses, the platypuses. Can I say that? I like, I thought that was kind of funny. It was yeah. a low blow line. It was cheap laugh, but I thought it was, I thought it was kind of funny. He's like, can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, when uh, Mel and his daughter are sitting there on the bleachers at first with um, the kid, the main character's ki- uh, kid, yeah. Um, and she says, "What's that weird lump in your pants?" Because he's wearing a protective <laughs> cup, and John Lovitz does like a Ugh. he like almost falls <laughs> off the bleachers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost wrote that down too, but that was a pretty good one. And then um. When he meets uh, Aunt Annie um, and Ben, and then John Lovitz goes, "Enough with the ogling! This is no place for chemistry." <laughs> yeah, and he's got the coffee chemistry set going. Yeah, with the Canadian goalie character, he's like drunk when he's not when he's sober. Yeah, and then he, they give him that six pack, and he said, "Did he just shotgun a six pack and say rock and roll?" <laughs> Are we bad people? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I thought it was funny when, um, I don't know, it was just a little, when um, Stenhouse just boops Ben, he just goes, boop. I don't know, I thought it was funny. I didn't, must have missed that part. Uh, okay. I must have been one of the parts I was looking at my phone. It's possible. But yeah, so like, <laughs> they're at they're at the, um, I can't remember where they, they're at a game somewhere, and then yeah, Stenhouse just boops Chris Klein on the nose and goes, boop. I okay. thought it was funny. I'm sure it was. I missed it. And then, <laughs> yeah, you got more? Uh, yeah, I just like the gag with Dobkins uh, where he's going looking for that yes. that guy, the city manager. Or all whatever, over and the he's world. just all over the world. <laughs> he's, yeah. like, attracted yeah, to time Asia. He's like, yeah, each time he's like, I think I have a lead. He's either in Canada or, or Mexico. Mexico. 
the complete opposite direction. <laughs> and then later on, he's like, I've narrowed him down to Asia. And then at the, like, the yeah. final scene, he's in Africa, like in a safari. Yeah. And he's like, anybody there? Anybody? Anybody there? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I thought it was funny that Kashmir, you know, he's um, a big cricket fan. And then so he plays infinitely better playing without a glove and playing with a cricket bat. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I don't have any more oh, favorite parking lots. So. He's like, how the guy in the little, um, the, uh, the office, I can't, the city something office, he's like, how dare you? You think you're my master to summon me by ringing a bell? I thought that was yeah. Funny. That guy was that guy was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and then his gag his gag went on a little long. Though. Yeah, like that's just... yeah, it did. But I thought I thought that that specific line was funny. And then when they're in the council chambers again, and they have like that little intern, you know, he's and he texts them, ask me why, and he's just like said oh, he failed. Yeah, he he just... almost failed his class because he had a three way, and the chair was like, I accept this man as an expert. <laughs> You did the right thing, son. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, he, he had the he just shocked in a six pack and the security guy. So that was actually it for me as well. But those are all my favorite lines. Um, it was very hard to find ones. But uh, anyways, yeah. Um, let me quickly get to our other topics i know the answer should we even go to these yeah i mean we gotta fill up some airspace yeah i mean it's gonna be a short episode either way would you recommend this to a friend no (laughs) um just like i said watch the first one yes it's actually funny yes happy madison knows how to at least write a competent like comedy Mm -hmm. most of the time Mm -hmm. they have some stinkers but yeah uh, i mean you're bound to get they, something. They, yeah, the writers that they have know how to get at least some kind of laughs, even if they're just completely stupid. Yeah, well, like, like even, like even at like the lowest points of Little Nicky are better than this movie. Yeah, at its high, at points. its highest points. So, but yeah, and also in the first one, you know, one of the writers and creators was Nick Swartzen, who was a no, oh, at least, even at that time, a well-known stand-up comedian. Yeah, and I would say this movie and like the well, the one movie he's in, Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Star. Yeah. I've seen that movie as well, and it's hot trash, and it's better than this yeah. movie. Like I would, I watched Bucky Larson at Barkley with <laughs> our, with our friends, and uh, I've never seen it again. But it's pretty much he has a he has a little penis, and he's a premature ejaculator, and that's the whole movie. <laughs> Oh and gosh. the only the only really funny thing is is he roommates with Kevin Nealon, who's like a possessive uh, owner of his stuff. Like he doesn't like him touching his stuff. So like multiple times through the movie, he brings in something while Nick Swartz is trying to sleep, and he's screaming in his face. So he's got like a handful of grapes, and he's like, "Did you eat one of my grapes? Did you eat one of my grapes?" And Bucky Larson's just crying in his bed, crying. And that happens multiple times with Nick with Kevin Nealon in that movie, where he comes in with like a tiny, "Did you eat one of mine?" And he's like holding one little bitty thing that yeah. could never ever matter. And he's just screaming at Bucky Larson. That's the really the only funny parts in that movie. And I would watch, I would watch that movie. 10 times before I'd watch this movie again. (laughs) That is, 
That is so a, if you still sense. if you still feel like you want to watch it, that's my recommendation. Person listening, I would watch Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Star, and watch Nick Swartzen pretend to have a premature ejaculation orgasm ten times in a row before I watch this movie again. <laughs> well, at this point, if they're listening to this, there's a good chance they might have already watched the movie. This movie, so <laughs> once again, I apologize. <laughs> uh. Does it hold up in 2021? I mean, there's nothing in this movie that's bad. Yeah. Uh, as far as, like, I would say there's more stuff in the first one. They use the R word in the first one. That's I mean, true. there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in the first one that I think are way more offensive than this one. But mm-hmm. this movie is so stupid that it doesn't hold up in any year yeah. that it could ever have been released. Remember, ever. The bench rumors, be I'm, not, I'm not letting the bench rumors off the hook, but it was 2006 when... Yeah, well, and it's happy. It's happy Madison. Yeah, exactly. like that's that's like their brand of comedy. Yeah, uh, especially at that point in time, they were kind of fading as like Will Ferrell and that group of guys, Paul Rudd, and all of them were kind of booming. So the comedy that with that went with Happy Madison, it, they had they were trying to be more edgy because those guys were so naturally funny. Yeah, and blowing up at the box office. Yeah, so. And you pretty much touched on this already, and about the rewatchability. You pretty much said zero percent. I put zero percent. I would never, ever, ever rewatch this movie, even if the Lord Himself descended down from heaven and said, "Hey, Ethan, let's watch the Benchwarmers too." Breaking Balls. I would say no, Jesus. I've seen <laughs> it already. I agree. The only reason I convince myself to watch this again is to just listen to you completely just hate this and tear it apart so yeah and i I, again i'm sorry for making you watch this movie (laughs) you could have declined (laughs) but uh so the fact that there are basically no fun facts on imdb there's no trivia it was straight to d so straight to dvd was one of them uh do you have any any kind of facts that you might have found or did you just not research anything on it well, yeah, I wrote down one of them. Yeah. Milford says people call her the Mill, yeah. and it's an obvious reference to American Pie, Which is... where Chris Chris Klein, who portrays Ben McGrath in this movie, is portrayed portrays Chris Ah Stryker in the American Pie series, and it's like a guy in Harold from Harold and Kumar. Yeah, it's another guy in Harold, and they see Stifler's mom, a picture of her. And they say, man, she's a MILF. And they're like, what's that mean? And they say the thing. And then they yell, MILF, MILF, MILF at the picture at the party. Yeah. And they do that like multiple times throughout the series of American Pie. To which Chris Chris Klein is in and is a cardboard nobody in those movies too. He's very bad. Yeah, you could definitely see some of his facial reactions are just kind of like really weird in this. I'm just like... That's yeah, and in that in so in this movie he's trying to be like the goofball or whatever in the American Pie movie that is a comedy. Um he's like this athlete that feels like he's misunderstood and he's try he's like an introspective character that's kind of self-serious mm-hmm. and interested in things like choir which is it's gay in that movie. You yeah. don't want to be a you can't be an athlete and be in choir because obviously you're gay if you do that. Um and in, in that movie, he's, like, struggling with being, like, this superstar lacrosse player and 
also wanting to sing in choir because he likes this girl and then ends up liking choir. Hey, I knew so. I knew a lot of guys on the varsity basketball team that were in choir with me. Well, that's the thing is a lot of my friends that it, you had to take a you had to take an elective. You had to take an elective like that, and band was way too much work. Yeah. So they would just go be in choir and, and sing, sing, sing so, so yeah, sing baritone show tunes, and get their performance or electric art credit, uh, elective art credit, yep. and then they would. Some of them really liked it. Yeah, they really liked singing. They got to go on trips and got to flirt with cute girls at the school and stuff. So they were all about it. So I'll tell a quick story about my experience with some of the varsity basketball players in choir. So you get swirlies, Jake. No, you get swirlies. No, no, no. Wedgies, okay, so I lived wedgies. across the street from the basketball coach and his three basketball playing sons. One of them being the captain of the varsity basketball team, and then his senior year, my junior year, he had to take a performance art, so he took concert choir, and he was a baritone, so he sat like a couple rows behind me. But I had kind of known him for the last several years because we lived across the street from each other. He'd known me as like a skateboarding guy or whatever, but we never interacted because we didn't have anything in common. So we went on our end-of-the-year choir trip to Knott's Berry Farm, and I didn't really have any friends there, so my little brother was off with his friends. I just went to the arcade. I played DDR all day, and this guy sees me just you know, going to town on DDR, and he's like, dude, that's awesome. And so like, I was just like, I was friends with like one of the most popular guys in school for my junior year because he was a fan of my DDR skills. <laughs> No, congratulations. AKA Dance Dance Revolution. And then that congratulations, was Congratulations, Jake. You have impressed you've impressed a lot of people throughout your life with Dance Dance Revolution. Hey and and my shuffling skills. Yeah. Well, it's just because a lot of people who aren't in that, you know, they were in a, in that um DDR subculture, they don't really they haven't really seen people uh No. A real it, a real DDR head. No, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, there actually really was a thing were real DDR there were, there were DDR head. tournaments and uh free even like freestyle DDR it, it was a, it was a different time back in the 2000s man anyways like you know people aren't used to seeing people playing really fast so that's that's the reason why I got a lot of reactions but back down to the fun facts uh <laughs> this had a 15% audience score on rotten tomatoes how does this even have any positive audience score like yeah, I don't know why it's not a zero. I don't know either. Usually, like, usually movies like this get a zero. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe people really like John Lovitz or something. It's possible that's the only re- redeeming factor. He's really, he's really funny in most of his stuff. Like yeah. he's in, um, he's in a League of Their Own, and yeah. it's not a comedy, but he's really funny in yeah. League of Their Own. Um, and for the third and final fun fact, this isn't even on IMDb. It does. This movie doesn't even have a Wikipedia entry. So good. Take, it needs to be it needs to be thrown in the universe of never ever something everyone <laughs> forgets. I want to forget it. Yeah. And you probably will over with you know within a couple weeks. Uh, I will never forget this trauma you put me through. <laughs> Sorry, Ethan. <laughs> um there are no other alternative castings. I would venture a guess that most of these people did this for a paycheck. Oh, John Lovitz definitely did. This dude's sleepwalking through this movie, man. <laughs> and because in the first one, in the first one, like you said, he's got like this really funny kind of like rich guy like accent about him. Yeah. And this one, he's just I'm here to be a rich guy yep. again. 
Yeah, in except the binge less eccentric and less funny. And not in the movie near as much as I was in the first one. Yeah. And then he's more of a stickler of money in this one rather than, you know, in the first one where he's just throwing money all over the place. You know, he makes that big Gus bus, you know. He builds a stadium. That's another thing, man. That's like Gus, like Craig Kilborn. Gus, Gus, bus, right, guys? Yeah, yeah right. And <laughs> everyone's like, no. He's like, man, I don't know how I'm ever going to come back from that one. Good one. <laughs> like, all that stuff in that is the first one is so funny. He, me and you used to quote the stupid movie when we would play softball at Barkley. Well, we, we still would, quote the movie to each other. We would say, even like, in text uh, messages. You would say like the the. You just lost your membership at video spot. Yeah, the video when spot thing. When you'd be thing. like, dude. <laughs> yeah, the dude. <laughs> That's another thing. This is that movie, and it's probably because they didn't have the cast to pull it off. Like, like John Heater and David Spade and Rob Schneider, better for worse, they can be funny when they're just kind of in a stupid, silly movie. Yeah, like, there's. Um, don't chop at it. It's not a sword. You're not a sword. Yeah, or <laughs> it's a stupid comeback that everybody is just. But the them saying it like that is the funniest thing. He says something to the oh, he's like, I ticked it, I ticked it. The kid says, "You're still out." He turns around and says, "You're still fat." Like that stuff is so <laughs> funny in that first movie. That you better put a you better put a fielder up in the mountains in case. <laughs> case come on, like, like it's funny. That movie is funny. Uh, this movie has none of that. Oh my gosh! It I, was like we're gonna make we're gonna make a trash softball movie that is that is the same type of thing that's in like fifteen minutes of the Dane Cook Employee of the Month movie. Except <laughs> we're gonna make that the whole movie. That's it. Yeah. Oh man. And it's not gonna be funny. There's not gonna be anybody in it that's close to funny. John Lovitz. We don't want to pay him enough to be kind of like a like a, we're going to put him on the title card so he gets his che- paycheck but we don't want to pay him like actually to star in this movie yeah. because he co- he costs too much for we're our gonna budget. We're going to give him an under 50 line contract. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to we're going to go get we're going to go get a bunch of people you've never heard of you'll never see again and the one guy from American Pie. Yeah. That's not Jason Biggs or the guy that plays Stifler it's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um or even the kid that's in like rookie of the year and stuff. Like we're not gonna get any of these like like actors people have seen in multiple movies. We're gonna get this one dude that's not in anything else because he's free. He doesn't yep. cost anything. And I'm I'm done ranting. I don't I'm just Nope, that was good. This movie hurt my feelings, <laughs> Jake. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh would this movie have been better if I was cast as the lead role? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But because you're in it, I would watch it. I would probably deliver some of uh, Ben McGrath's lines better but and have better facial reactions. Anyways, uh, well, that's going to be it. So where can we be found? We can be found on all platforms you get your podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you can go over onto iTunes, leave us a five-star iTunes review, and leave us a comment. We will see them and read them, and we appreciate them. Um, good or bad, it doesn't matter. On social media, um, we are seeing this have you on Twitter, HYST Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to follow us there. 
comment on our posts, uh, interact with us. Um, and then I personally can be found on Twitter and Instagram, Ethan Tyler Wilson with no E in Tyler. And I am on Twitter and Instagram and at J-A-E-K-S-P-E-N-C-E-R. And I barely post stuff, but I'm, I check them frequently. So, All right, well, All right, Jake. I think that's going to be it for us. So until next time, be good to each other and try to be happy, I guess. So yeah, be excellent to each other yes. and party party on, dudes. Party on. Dudes. Bye, Jake. Bye, view listeners, not viewers. No one views this. Bye, listeners. <laughs> Bye. Hey everyone, Jake here. Join us next week as we watch The Mummy from nineteen ninety nine. See you then.